and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Thomas. I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we're on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what an initial day or first day at backcountry camping looks like. So I'll turn it over to Tim. Okay, so uh, the first, <laughs> I don't even know where to start sometimes. It, it, the, the most important thing is, is to go back and make sure that you planned your trip well. You have to take in for backcountry camping because you need to be there in daylight. You can't turn on the headlights and use that to set up your tent. You have to, you have to do it. You can do it in the dark. It's no fun, I can assure you. Yep. Um, and they're done that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, paddling in the dark is no fun. My yep. God. Trying to um, locate your site in the dark is no fun. Yeah. Where are those lights? What? Those lights aren't supposed to be there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Where's Most the Most things in the dark in backcountry is no fun because the dark is dark. Really? And there's no way around that. <laughs> yep. And that means everything's difficult. So initially when you're planning your backcountry trip, make sure that you, you do a good job of reading the map, figuring out timelines. Um, if you aren't uh, heavily experienced, uh, the easiest way is Jeff's Maps uh, or Unlostify have sort of timelines for how long it takes to paddle this portion, portage this portion. Look at those, use those as timelines, figure out, uh, give yourself a buffer, man. It's way better if you show up early. For instance, Thomas and I are doing um, a trip through Algonquin, a very small, uh, very easy loop this year. Thomas, I'm sure, is quite excited about the very easy portion of it, uh, and probably the small part too. We actually have to go all the way from Toronto to Killarney Outfitters to pick up our new canoe, which is the exciting part for me. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that too because it's what half the weight. It's yes, uh, I think we're going to come in at 46 pounds or 48 pounds, whereas the other one was pushing 90 pounds. We have to go up there, pick it up, you know, do the dance, get, get it loaded on come all the way back down to Algonquin. Google Maps tells me it's seven and a half hours. Google Maps is lying for two reasons. One, there are going to be stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully this time we won't do Nuka cheeseburger because that oh. was really gross last year. <laughs> oh my God. I um, left one in the car <laughs> over the trip. By the time we got back home, it looked exactly the same as it did before we even put it in the microwave. Yeah. Uh, and it I, tasted about as good as it looked. That was just a preservative Ugh. burger. It, and it was so gross. We didn't... We didn't uh. Anyhow, there are going to be stops. And there are... There's uh, the highway that leads from the Killarney... The Killarney Road Highway. Off the top of my head, I'm blanking. Uh, anyhow, it, it leads in from the main highway. And it leads past Killarney Park to... to it would, uh, uh, Outfitters is just a couple minutes past it. I don't know, maybe 10 minutes past it. It was gravel and washboard and potholes which they were endeavoring to repair last year uh, nonetheless that was a, a pretty close to an hour just along that so google maps doesn't uh, obviously know of that there's your there's there's a the first part of the planning is we've got you know realistically we've got between nine and ten hours of of just getting there so this year we've planned to do uh, a car camping like our first night uh, e- even if we get up at, at crack of dawn which not 
both of us are inclined to do. We it's may... okay. I know you're getting on in use. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired in the morning sometimes. Um, and grumpy. Except and... that's not just a morning thing. No, or that I'm getting old. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. Period. We're going to do a car camping because there's no way to put it to get there after, after nine or ten hours of driving, which I'm going to be crippled. And then try to put in, load up, canoe through portage, canoe lake, portage et cetera, et cetera. find our site, which we're going to get whatever, cause, because everything's so booked up, we'll get the crappiest site on in that set of, of uh, sites. It just, it's not worth it. So and we'll by the time out. we're setting up, it'll probably it'll be, be headed yeah. towards dark. Yeah. It, and You know, we'll be pushing midsummer, so it'll be, sunset will be closer to 9 o'clock-ish, 9.30 maybe. But there's still, there's trees that will cut, make that happen sooner because it, even, yep. even if it hasn't gone over the horizon, it's still it's it's behind gone the trees. as far as you can, you know, you're shy in shadow, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's, it's about time. In a normal instance, we would normally try to leave early, mm -hmm. make our stops as short as possible, get there, get on the water as quickly as possible and boogie. And I tend to, I tend to book our first night either on the first lake like on our entrance uh, access lake or, or not far only, from yeah, it. one one portage and into the second lake that's generally how i try to do it just to make things easier when thomas and i start setting up on our first day this is an eight day for us this year uh which actually i think last year was an eight day as well yes yeah shorter the year before shorter the year before that our first night tends to be we're not quite in sync yet so you're looking at pretty close to two hours to get set up before we're actually sitting down making dinner by the end of the trip that's generally halved oh uh, yeah yeah so i would say an hour and a quarter maybe uh and tear down's a little bit faster than mm -hmm. that depends it also depends on how long you've been there if you've been there two days your stuff's all it's right out it's supposed yeah. to be still all nice and neat uh, and you've got all the stuff out rather than just the stuff you need that's very very true it's empty bags <laughs> So when we do finally get there, uh, we usually divide and conquer. I will pull out the prep for dinner and have it standing by. We will look at numerous things, weather. Weather's the big one. If we've got something rolling in, then we're running around. If and tarps can, are generally if, first. Yeah, yeah. Tarp, tarp goes up first um, so that we've got somewhere to hide out if weather is coming in, or if we haven't been paying attention because we've been on the water all day and not listening to We've got a, a radio that picks up the uh, Environment Canada broadcasts, so I tend to not listen to it on the on the water. We, we're we're paddling and stuff, and then we're you know lugging gear. Tarp goes up first, and then if it's possible, I'll move towards moving, getting dinner uh, happening to try to see if we can hit that two-hour window with dinner going. Thomas moves on to the tent. He's extremely good at putting that puppy up now. Puts out the bags. Uh, we blow them up. Although this year. The, sorry, uh, the pads yeah, are pads. are in a thermarest style. They're called uh, self-inflating closed cell, I believe. Anyhow, you theoretically you roll them out, you open up a valve on the side of it, and they slowly expand. expand. Emphasis on slowly, <laughs> very slowly. Oh. And being an old crippled guy, uh, I, I prefer to have a little bit of extra padding if I can get away with it. So we've been uh, additionally blowing up these uh, our pads. Somebody posted something on one of the Facebook groups about finding black mold in their pad and wondering what the deal was. It turns out, and it makes perfect sense, it turns out that the moisture from your breath going in there and then not ever being expelled or dried out is a nice breeding ground. 
So we bought a mini pump, which I've already taken downstairs. Absolutely tiny. It's itty bitty it's three or four yeah. ounces maybe it's a it and all its accoutrement are smaller than my fist i would assume it's got a rechargeable battery into it we're taking power packs anyhow for all the cameras and other electronics that we take with us and i know i'm i feel bad about it too so he'll blow up the uh the pads yep. he'll put on throughout our sleeping bags open them up to get them aired out and our pillows usually pulls out then he starts prepping towards the table while I'm, I'm hopefully by then if I'm assuming I'm done with the, the tarp and whatnot I'll be moving on to dinner whether it's firing up the pit itself like a an actual open fire or, or if we've got the MSR pocket rocket yeah or our twig stove and then line for the barrel the food barrel after get, that although yes water first Ooh, that's yes that's usually always the, get water filtering I missed that one we the very first thing we do is start water filtering before we move into anything else again weather dependent because that water filtering takes a while takes a while very important to have safe drinking water and we've usually depleted our bottles by then so we're pretty thirsty and you need it for your rehydrating things not necessarily on the first night we'll get to first night meals in a second when you cook you're rehydrating food nine times out of ten or seven times out of eight in our (laughs) case it's close Plus, you're going to boil for washing dishes, um, whatever. In the in the morning, you're going to need water. You're going to be thirsty. Period. You're going to need water again in the morning for your whatever, whether it's rehydrating something again or you're doing uh, your oatmeal, whatever, and filling up your bottles again for your next day's trip. Because we don't, we tend to not do many rest days. Yeah, I we t- might have tend to not do many rest days. Yes, <laughs> we tend to have one double one site where we'll have two days. On, on most trips, I think the most we've had was two two, yeah. two sites where we did yeah. two days. Yeah, But that was cool because that was the Allen site and that was a super cool site to spend two days at. It was, that was an awesome site. Someday we'll, we'll go there again. That was, that's potentially my favorite site ever. No, I'm not telling you where it is. <laughs> yeah, that probably covers most of it. Yeah, you do your bear hang. Yep. Uh, what is it? Ten... No, 15 feet up and 10 feet out. Yes. Whatever that works out to three, sorry, five, then, five-ish meters and three-ish meters. Yeah. And then we always, I always want to go higher than the 15 feet up because then I can hang it down lower so we avoid raccoons. Oh, because those are no fun. We've mentioned that before. We're, yep. we're into the our current setup uh, entirely because of raccoons. And what Thomas is actually getting at is he wants to go to a branch a branch higher up so that he can hang farther below yeah. said branch so that they have to uh, they have to learn how to climb a rope climb a rope down and up which they're not always inclined to do but I bet they will figure it out because they Usually. can figure out because they're they can figure out locking garbage bins in Toronto <laughs> yeah. oh I don't like raccoons they're cute I, I would like to punch one <laughs> and then he'd bite me and then I'd get rabies and then I'd be foaming at the mouth then more than you do already really yeah <laughs> There's, so there's your setup for first night. You know, Thomas will, will while I'm, again, while I'm doing dinner, he'll, he'll start pulling out our mess kit, the remainder of our mess kit, uh, setting the table, yep. pulling out whatever accoutrements we need. Probably snacking on something. Usually snacking on something, but that's <laughs> pretty much the whole time. Um, <laughs> we burn a lot of calories in the backcountry. Mm-hmm. Even I eat all the time. Our first night's meal is, is one of the best things in the world. It's you, because... We don't have to really worry about, you know, especially if we, we froze it beforehand. It's been thawing out all day, in theory. 
assuming we're driving and, and whatnot. So we take we take like bakes uh, and potatoes, potatoes and fresh vegetables. I think we've done lobster. Like Not backcountry. I don't think. No, we, we've we done do, it. We do when we camp. Car camping, yeah. Um, we should do lobster sometime backcountry. We could do that. We could yeah. see. We could take shrimps or something like Ooh. that. I told Ooh, you. We could do, do the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. So we tend to again weather permitting. We tend to uh, do do a full up fire in the pit and some kind of a grate because people tend to leave their grates behind. It makes me sad. Whatever. Uh, I don't care. I would dangle them on rocks. Yep. Uh, it's it's so they're just they're better. They're cooked over and open. A real honest. Yeah. Having fire. real flame grilled steaks that are fresh and you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's quiet and it's it's great. Well, according to Survivor Man Les Stroud, when you're really hungry, even eating a grub tastes good. I'm sure it would. <laughs> That's just so gross. <laughs> well, I'm sure don't we, knock it till you've tried I, it. I'm sure we have. At least been. we're not bear grillsing our drinks. <laughs> we're not wedding? Bear well, grills. We don't. Do we want to know about bear, bear grillsing your drinks? I don't even Probably know not. Survival <laughs> situations, he suggests drink your own pee. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. Hey, if there's nothing else to drink. Wow, this is going sideways. Quickly. Anyways. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think that pretty much covers your first uh, first first night, first day, night of backcountry. You know, you, you paddle a bunch. Hopefully, you have a not particularly long portage, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you find your site. You know, theoretically, you're not. I'm not sure if it's exact same time. I think it might be two o'clock is is the time for the switch over in the backcountry as well to 2 p.m. You you should be able to take your site at that point and you should be I think maybe they're supposed to be off by noon, but it might be 2 p.m. It's a it's a pretty easy switch anyhow. To be to be searching before 2 p.m. for your site, have it pegged. If somebody's on it, be waiting to see if they're bailing out and have the backup site because it takes a while to paddle around a lake. Uh, I suppose I should mention unlike car camping. Backcountry camping in a canoe, except Kawartha's Kawartha is a you choose a site when you book it. Most other places are you book the lake. You book the lake exactly. And pray that a good site is open. Right, and Ontario Parks is uh, theoretically smart enough to only book as many people as there are sites, uh, and I think there's actually supposed to be a emergency site. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for for if you get you get weather or you've you know you're in over your head or there's an injury or what have you. And that's a conversation we'll have at a, at a later date about uh, letting people in on your sites or finding people, too many people on a lake and wondering how that plays out. It's, it's something that came up in a post recently on, on Facebook that gave me some pause for thought. That's it for us for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. And please do connect with us on all of the social media. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a pre- We have a public Facebook group called The Campfire. We'd love to meet up with you there and please do email us. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. Again, I'm Pamela. I'm Thomas. I'm still Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.